Welcome back to another edition of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP number 106. I'm Dorian, and on today's podcast, we find namesakes in Miami and Montreal, Montreal, and special guest Matt Monaghan, writer for MLB.com, talks with us about traveling and the World Baseball Classic. Before we get our passport stamped, I'm going to have a drink like always. In my hand, I hold a beer called Flora Fidema. It's a table saison from a good American local brewery called Drowned Lands Brewery in Warwick, New York. And I'm going to have a drink. What I should be saying is I'm going to have another drink because, as you can imagine, I've been drinking before I started recording this. Warwick is actually in Orange County, New York, not California. You mean we're going to Laguna Beach? No, I said Orange County in New York, not in California. Oh. I remember an excellent university in England called the University of Warwick. It's actually pronounced Warwick, but it's still spelled the same way, W-A-R-W-I-C-K. And of course, Warwick is, what town is it in? I forget. It's it's just, it's north of England. It's north of England. <laughs> it's north of London. There's actually not a lot to do there. Thank you to the HBP bullpen. University of Warwick is actually in Coventry, England. Again, there's not a lot to do there. There's not a lot of, unless you're from there, you don't really go there or unless you go to school. <laughs> and that made me think the University of Warwick, Orange County, New York, Orange County, California, Laguna Beach. There are so many places around the world that share names. You have like Miami. Like if you say, oh, I'm going to Miami, I'm from Miami. It's assumed you're talking about Miami, Florida. But there's also Miami in Arizona. There's a Miami in Oklahoma. And there's also Miami in Ohio. That's right. Paris. Hey, we're going to go to Paris for spring. We're going to go to Paris for the fall. You mean Paris, Texas or Paris, France? I mean, come on. You know. Paris. There's Paris, Texas. And London. Oh, I'm going to go catch a soccer football match in London. We all know you're talking about London, England. Not London, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> but nevertheless, you have all of these names all this all these cool all these cities names that are associated with cool being spread out around the world with other places and that made me think that this is obviously a baseball podcast it's a drinking podcast it's a having fun podcast but what about baseball players that share the same name like wouldn't it suck if you shared your name with an absolute legend and people would get excited that oh my god so and so is coming and then it's actually you and they're like oh you're not the actual legendary player. <laughs> you know what? Randy Johnson, who's the who's a Hall of Fame pitcher, he went in as part of the Arizona Diamondbacks back in 2015. There was another man by the name of Randy Johnson who played for just a few seasons with the Minnesota Twins. There was another Randy Johnson. All these guys were before the Randy Johnson we know. The, the third Randy Johnson actually played with the Atlanta Braves in 1982, and he was in the big leagues also for about three seasons. But when we talk about Randy Johnson, we don't talk about Randy Johnson from the Twins. We're not talking about Randy Johnson from the Braves. We're not talking about Paris, Texas. We're talking about Paris, France. What about Pedro Martinez? Pedro Martinez, the amazing Dominican Boston Red Sox Hall of Famer. There was also a Pedro, Mar Pedro Martinez played for the San Diego Padres. He was traded to the Houston Astros and then never heard from again. Basically, more or less. But he was he Pedro Martinez from the San Diego Padres and the Houston Astros is not the Pedro Martinez that we know. And here's a trivia. What team did both Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez play for? 
the Montreal Expos, who are now, of course, the Washington Nationals. Randy Johnson played with the Expos from 1988 to 1989, and Pedro Martinez played with the Expos from 1994 to 1997. I don't know how good Pedro Martinez or Randy Johnson's French is because they haven't played there in like 30 years, but <laughs> cheers to them. I'm going to have another drink of this table saison from Orange County, New York, specifically Warwick, New York. And I've, where have I been in New York? I've really only ever been in New York City. I don't think I've been anywhere else in New York. Yeah. Anyways, there's also, what is this? I feel like this is becoming a geography podcast. <laughs> there's also a Montreal, Missouri that I've never gone to. And I can assure you that I'm probably never going to Montreal, Missouri. <laughs> I think someone was upset that I, that I said that. But you know what? Sometimes I do go on on our social media accounts and I post every week what I'm drinking. So check out our social media account on Instagram and on Twitter. Follow us if you'd like. And if you don't like, don't follow us. Not a big deal. You know, this is an exciting time for baseball. We have spring training just started. The 106th episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast is coming out. We have the World Baseball Classic coming up. It's time. That means if you're a baseball fan, you want to be jet-setting. You want to be traveling to see your favorite team in Arizona, in Florida, or to watch the World Baseball Classic like some of us, because that is where our show sponsor comes in, World Airways. This is your captain speaking. I'm not really a pilot. I'm a country singer. But the fact is that everyone who flies World Airways gets the best service. Nice service, good meals, complimentary wine, and they'll treat you just the way they treat me. You can't take a stewardess home either. At World's Low Fares, just try to beat them. Call your travel agent, tell them Captain HBP sent you. World Airways, for people who hate to waste money. World Airways, that's what I'm going to be taking when I'm going to travel. be traveling this spring. It's going to be amazing. I know I'm going to have delicious Chateauneuf du Pop and uh, champagne and watch some baseball games from 30,000 feet above the air. Thanks to World Airways. And speaking of Jet Set, speaking of New York City, speaking of the World Baseball Classic, our next guest knows all about those three things. This week's guest is Matt Monaghan, sports journalist for MLB.com. Matt, welcome to Hipster Baseball Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Why well, I am overjoyed. I always like write. I always like talking with writers, journalists, because I love I love reading books. I like to think of myself as one day, very soon, I'll write my own book. But not only do you write about baseball, but you also have written for architectural magazines, travel magazines. Share with us what's the difference, like how, how you write, because those are obviously three very different audiences. What? How do you do? You even consciously write, like force yourself to write in a different way versus sports versus travel versus anything. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Uh, I when I started writing uh, originally, I, you know, getting paid to write instead of just writing on some personal blog that I had, it was travel writing. That's like kind of how I broke into it. And then eventually, I got a job at MLB.com, and that type of writing kind of changed. Um, but I think over the years, it's kind of sometimes the travel writing trickles into how I write about baseball a little bit. You know, more descriptive more observant, more, yeah, just kind of describing things in more detail, which is usually a travel writing thing, you know, describing a beach or describing a hotel or describing uh, a place. Um, and I feel like they have kind of blended together 
over the years. And I have a, a coworker who's who kind of reads my stuff sometimes before it goes up, goes live at MLB. And he's like, this is like, this sounds like a travel story. Like, you know, it's like, um, and it not been a bad way, but just like, you know, this, you know, so I feel like over the years it has like become, they've kind of, uh, you know, come together, but it is a different way of writing. Like it's, you know, like I said, travels um, more descriptive, um, more about, you know, a place and, baseball's baseball writing but i i feel like you know baseball can be you know when it's fun and engaging to read it can be you know like describing things in great detail it's 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 uh you know it makes it more fun for the reader you know as i'm listening to you say uh, describe it it made me think it's funny that you you you're i guess you broke into writing by tr- writing about traveling but as the baseball writer you travel a lot as well so when when is when is your traveling book that's titled your baseball traveling book that's titled I don't, I'm just thinking off the top of my head uh 3 a.m flights and the delta lounge <laughs> sitting next to some some minor league player yeah no it's that's funny how great... it just it, it combined that uh well yeah it, it is yeah it has combined over the year I mean last year you know I went to Panama for the uh, WBC the world baseball classic qualifiers and I went to Savannah to see the Savannah Bananas. Uh, I'm going to uh, Taiwan um, to see, you know, the 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 first round, one of the first one of the first rounds of the World Baseball Classic this year, and then Tokyo after. So yeah, it has like kind of all come together. It's weird that it's like it's strange now that you bring it up. It's like I I should write a book, but then writing a book's a lot of work. I don't know if I want to do that, but that is it is uh, I could probably. Yeah, it's 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 funny how that that has uh, that has become my life. These two things intersecting together. Traveling, getting paid to travel sounds amazing, and also getting paid to just also uh, watch baseball, talk about it, write about it. Continuing on that traveling theme, where is some place in what city, Major League Baseball, do you enjoy the most? You're like, oh, I'm going to go write an article that's coming out in a week or two on X, or I'm thinking up of an idea. Like, where, what city or, or state you're like, I'm really looking forward. To go in there because of xyz i mean i don't know if you've been to savannah to see the bananas but it is one of the great experiences of savannah, lifetime. savannah georgia is beautiful i've been savannah's beautiful yeah, but i haven't yeah. seen the game i haven't seen the savannah bananas though it's very hard to get tickets but it is uh i did a story on them last year and i had been to savannah before actually for a travel story on georgia and uh let's just like five years ago um and i did like a, a story on georgia i went through the whole state pretty much to the East coast on they film a lot of movies and TV shows there nowadays. So I, I did like, you know, a movie road trip through Georgia and Savannah was one of the spots. I was there briefly. They, the Forrest Gump was filmed that, you know, when he's, he's, he's on the bench, that's all, that's all in a, a park in Savannah. They have all these parks there, beautiful parks, as you know. And so, yeah, I was back there. Yeah. A, a, you know, gorgeous city, great food, great bars, it's just pretty, you know, very, very pretty looking. Um, and the bananas are amazing. Um, just like the greatest show, you know, baseball show on earth. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun. So that was a, that was a cool trip. I love going to spring training. I don't know. Like I, I know people think eh, spring training, but like even Florida, like going to, you know, I did, this was back in like 2015 and I did was driving crisscrossing back and forth across the state going to different spring training places and writing about uh, some of the games, some of the stadiums. Um, 
I just like the uh, atmosphere down there. It's just relaxed and, you know, casual and, you know, people are just enjoying the sun and uh, the weather and happy that baseball is, is back. So it's, I always love spring training. It's always, always a good time. I completely agree with you. I love, I, I, I love Florida spring training. I've been to a lot of them on the West Coast. I've gone to see Dane, down in Bradenton, where the Pirates play, uh, Dunedin, where the Blue Jays are, mm-hmm. Tampa, where the, the Yankees play. But I haven't made it out to Arizona. And I hear Arizona is even better because it's like apparently like all the teams are within like a six mile radius, which just blows my mind. Because in Florida, you have to drive like an hour and a half to get in between each one and not not to mention the teams on the East Coast like Houston and uh, yeah. New York Mets. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I have never been to Arizona, but I've heard the same thing that they're all clustered together so you can get there. I Florida, like I was saying, I was driving, I was driving like I think like like six eight, five a.m. in the morning across. And I was like, man, I didn't realize Florida was that wide. Like I'm driving like four hours, you know, and in the middle of the feels like the middle of the night, no one on the road. I'm like, is you know, a, a alligator come out and eat me or something? Like it was like it was it was very eerie. Um, the middle of Florida, but it was, uh, it's still cool, you know, but I, yeah, I, I'd love to get out to Arizona to experience that as well. Yeah. But it, actually this is, this is the first year I'm not gonna be able to go down to see a summer spring training game. Uh, but, mm. uh, whatever I'll, I'll go, I'll go next year, yeah. but continuing on baseball, where did your love of baseball come from? Like what's your first memory of it or what actually just fired the passion to be like, this is a really cool game. And you know what? I actually want to get paid to be around the game. Yeah. Uh, well, that last latter part was just lucky. I don't know. You know, I'm lucky to be in that position, but I, I, yeah, I think I'd, it probably goes back to like my dad, who's a big baseball fan, my older brother. I just kind of did whatever my older brother did when I was a little, t- little kid and he was a Mets fan, unfortunately. So I became a Mets fan. Yeah. It was kind of like just growing up in a household with, you know, some people who who loved it and played it. Um, and then I grew up playing it, you know, from T-ball onward and I'm still playing softball, you know, in a beer league, uh, not as competitive, not as, you know, <laughs> competitive as like high school or, or college baseball, but it's, it's fun. And it's, I, I, uh, yeah, I still, I still love the game. It's just, um, just different than any other game there is, you know, it's just, it's, a uh, different kinds of rules, different setup, a long history, you know, uh, there's so many weird, unique things about it that just, uh, I can't find in any other sport. Yeah. It's just, I mean, some people fall out of love with baseball. I feel like, I don't know if you know, you know, my friends who I grew up with in middle school or high school, they, you know, they used to, they used to love baseball kind of fallen off and they're more into basketball or, or mostly basketball, maybe the NFL, but, but yeah, I've just continued to really enjoy it and enjoy going to games and talking about it with people. Mostly, I mean, it's my job, so it's kind of, I have to, but, uh, but also it's, it's, I still have that, you know, that passion and, uh, you know, desire to watch it and and learn more about it every day. It, it's funny you're saying with the New York Mets, because the New York Mets, I'm, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, but the New York Mets were my number one team. They were my first favorite team because that, that I went to, I would, we would go to New York a lot. We had relatives up there in Brooklyn and Queens in the battle days of uh, like the late eighties, early nineties, you know, like I always compare it to one of my favorite movies coming to America, how awful mm. all those subway scenes were. It was like, it, people don't, I, it annoys me. I know you've lived in New York for a while. I think you are a native New Yorker, but it annoys me when I hear even New Yorkers like romanticize about like the early nineties, it was like, it was an awful place to live in. 
and <laughs> even visit. But I do remember Shea Stadium, going to Shea Stadium, and those teams, they still had uh, Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. I mean, this was like right as they were all about to, you know, hmm. get into problems and be traded away. But I do remember Shea Stadium was like they would have – sometimes you'd sit, by, sit behind pillars because <laughs> these are like terribly designed – 1960s or whatever i don't know when the when shea stadium was built but no but I, even though the mets aren't my team anyway they still sometimes have a special place in my heart just because uh as a kid i remember you know taking the what is it the seven out to um to yeah, uh, flushing seven. yeah to flushing flushing mad beautiful flushing meadows i i mean i i remember going to shea and i love city field now i mean it's a beautiful ballpark uh but you kind of miss shea i mean you, even though people are like we got to get rid of shea we got to build a new stadium you, you watch the old videos of Shea and it's it's literally shaking with people, you know, jumping up and down. Um, some of those old ballparks are kind of, you know, people, you know, look back on them like, but like, you know, they're, they're they were fun. You know, it was it was a fun time, uh, especially when the Mets were good in, in the late 80s. Yeah, the Braves. I mean, the Braves were Braves are America's team kind of, you know, they were on TV all the time. And, you know, uh, the TBS, right, TBS uh i'm definitely part of that tbs generation yeah yeah so they're on yeah. the games every night they were winning every night so that helped versus yeah. the cubs they were on every day when you got home from school but they frankly sucked <laughs> that's why they didn't have a good following it's just they, they just totally missed the boat on that even though obviously they're a big 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 top five fan base yeah yeah for sure yeah cubs i i did a it's funny i did a story on them uh in Belize, they had a huge following because that was the only channel they had was WGN, um, Chicago's WGN, when they first got television. And, you know, this was in, I guess, like the 70s, 80s. Um, and they had this huge Cubs fandom fan base down there. It was it was wild. Uh, and I, I always wanted to story, do a story on it because I'd heard about it. And then I I did a story on it um, a few years ago, and I talked to Gary Matthews, Jerry, Gary Matthews Sr., who was on the Cubs teams in the mid '80s, and Sarge, and went was invited, went down there, and they had a he come down there, and there's a parade for him, and he had no idea that there was all these Cubs fans in Belize. He never even heard of Belize, and uh, so it was a really cool, really cool story. Uh, they're not as many Cubs fans there now, but they they did celebrate. There were celebrations when they won in 2016, so. Kind of definitely uh, oh going back quick thing about city field i i always love talking about food and i think i i've i've really on for baseball stadiums i've only really gone up and down the east coast i think the city field has the best food options uh, at least on the east coast i don't want to say major league wide because i haven't been to all of them but definitely i think they have really good food options yeah the, i mean the, the shake shake shack the line that goes outside the park well they got they got the p alonzo burger Polar Bear Burger, which is I think came in last year, it's really good. But yeah, they have a lot of different things. They have um, they have dough, right? They have they have a chicken sandwich that's really fuku. I think Mama Fuku, it's really good. Yeah, they have they have a good good variety. I'm definitely looking forward to going. I'm probably going to go see a game uh, when the Braves go up there. I think in a couple of months. But anyways, speaking yeah. of Belize, speaking of baseball. You're obviously the a lot of the articles recently, uh, rightly, have been about like world baseball, uh, world baseball classic, talking about teams or whatever. What what's exciting you? What's exciting? What, what excites you about the world baseball classic? And especially being able to go to Taiwan to see what is that? I think it's Pool A, I think, or um, uh, whatever the pool. You know, is. I have to look it up. But it's I'm pretty sure it's Pool A. Pools. But nevertheless, I know it's in Taiwan, and you're going to see some yes. really good teams. Like, what are you what are you excited about though for the world baseball classic? <sighs> 
Man, I'm I'm very excited for it this year. I feel like it's going to be the best year of the of the tournament, um, just because all the stars are playing. Uh, it seems like the USA is 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 a powerhouse. You know, the Dominican Republic team is going to be really good. Of course, they they have like a dream team. I did a story on them. Talked to Nelson Cruz a few weeks ago about he's the GM, you know, GM player for the team, uh, and he was really excited about who they have. They, yeah, I mean, the rivalries are awesome. I don't, in my, the pool, my pool, I don't know if there's like a big rivalry, but like in Tokyo, there's Japan will play Korea in the Tokyo Dome, which is awesome. You know, USA will play Great Britain, you know, Revolutionary War rematch a little bit. USA, Mexico, which will be awesome in Arizona. A lot of fans. Uh, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic will be great. And Miami, also Venezuela's there. Venezuela's got a really good team. Ronald Cunha okay. Jr. is playing. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, my pool is, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, Cuba is there. Who Cuba has major leaguers this time, which is, you know, Ioana Cespedes is coming back. Um, looking for a big league contract again, probably. New York Mets. New York Mets, legend. Team Italy is there, which should, they should be interesting. I, a lot of Italian Americans, not many native Italians, but uh, Mike Piazza is the manager. So that should be fun. Panama's there, who I saw during the qualifier. They're a good team. The Netherlands are are probably one of the favorites, the two favorites. So I think it's Netherlands and Cuba. Netherlands has Curacao and Aruba. So they have Xander Bogarts. Um, oh, yeah. They have, uh, I think... Andrelton Simmons. Um uh so they, they're, is gonna be yeah, I think he's probably playing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I'm I'm psyched. I'm really I think this is I hope a lot of people I, I I hope a lot of people watch who are not normally watching baseball just because it's it's kind of like you know an Olympic event for baseball. Um and I think the games will be fun. I think they'll be exciting and the the they fans will. really show show out for it. So the way I've been telling people when I, I I'm I'm actually you're going to be in Taiwan to see games I'm actually going to be in in Miami to see a couple of the the games on one of the weekends uh, one of them is speaking of when you're talking about Italy how most of the players for the Italian national baseball team are Italian American it reminds me of Israel Israel's yeah. been playing in the Miami <laughs> Bowl and I think of the Tough 20 pool. odd players two of them are actually from Israel everyone else is like Jewish American from like New York <laughs> or, or like Southern California Jack Peterson. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, um, tough pool for them. Tough pool for team oh Israel to be in Venezuela, right, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, pool. Nicaragua. Yeah. But the, yeah, we'll see. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And the way I've been selling it to people who I, when I tell them that I'm going to the world baseball classic, I just tell them, look, it's the world cup, but for baseball, that's like, everyone just know, can immediately conjure up images of like, oh, wow, like, you know, everything shuts down for those two hours or three hours in the case of baseball. So I'm really excited about it. I've been like, you know, banging the table on this podcast. And personally, when I when I come across people like the world, Good. I love like baseball across around the world. And one of the things that that kind of annoy me, uh, I, I guess not to be some kind not I don't want you to be some kind of sounding board, but it's it just frustrates me that in the wintertime, you turn on MLB Network and it's like you're watching Air Bud for the seventh time. Or you're watching Ken Burns baseball at 3 a.m. It's like when they're playing, and, and this is going to lead into my next question to you. They're they're playing winter league baseball in D Dominican Republic, in Mexico, in Venezuela, in Nicaragua. 
I love those leagues because a lot of the minor league players from those teams go back and play and even like a little bit older ones. So there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of juice in those games. And I've mm-hmm. noticed you write, you've, you've written a couple of articles that are focused on Latin America. Is that something that just you've come across or is that something that you genuinely just like following some big Latin baseball players or teams in general? I mean, they, the, the game is religion down there. Like it's, it's just like, it's uh it's life. Like it's like, it's, and it's, it's so exciting. You know, everyone, it's the national pastime for every, you know, every one of those countries. So it's, it's uh, a fun, you know, fun players, fun teams to write about. And the fans are, you know, loud and banging drums and chants and flags and music. I mean, even in Panama, like I, it was a, uh, you know, it wasn't huge crowds because it was, uh, it was, a um, you know, preliminary, you know, qualifiers to get into this main tournament, but there was like a, a bunch of drummers there for Panama, Nicaragua, some guy, they drove a bus from Nicaragua all the way to Panama. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just very, you know, you, uh, you know, lead is such a great league. The winter leagues are so fun. Um, you see highlights on Twitter, you see highlights on, uh, you know, on, on YouTube and they're just like, it's just, it's insane. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's so much, you know, it's it's just a lot, it's a lot of fun and it's it's a fun to write about those guys and those highlights. I I don't know. Yeah, I just I guess I gravitate towards that a little bit. I didn't even I don't even realize sometimes I think, but yeah, it's you're right. That the energy is amazing. And I remember the reason I'm even going to this World Baseball Classic is because I watched the one in twenty the previous one in 2017 on television like most everyone else. But the and the, you watch some games. I think they played in L.A. that year and obviously in Tokyo and maybe Seoul. Anyways. But I watched the Miami pool because normally they put a lot of the Latin teams in Miami with the exception of like Mexico. They always put them like in Arizona or California, rightly so. But mm-hmm. that infectious, that we were talking about that energy from those winter Latin leagues, they, the fans bring it to the, that Miami pool. And I was watching that and I was like, this is a good game, but you could just sense the atmosphere was just different than major league, not better, not worse, just different. And you, and I, I once I started seeing more and more of those world baseball classic games beamed from Miami, I'm like, I made it a point. I said, I told myself the next time I am definitely going because I want to be part of that. And it's, it's infectious. And that's why I think everyone should watch the world baseball classic. Yeah. I mean, Nelson Cruz was saying, uh, you know, he was talking about the fans, the DR fans are, are, he's like, everyone's, everyone who has my number is calling me or texting me to see if they can, I can get them tickets. He's like, it's going to be bigger than. Uh, tickets are know, sold the out for series. the Dominican teams the Venezuela like, it's super expensive on the secondary market. Believe me. I know. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I know. I, I it's uh, that's the, that's the pool to like go to in the first round. I think that's like, if you're a fan, like that's, that's where you want to be. So I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You're going to be there. That's awesome. You're going to be in Taiwan eating amazing <laughs> food and watching really good. I'm excited for the food. So. I'm very, I, everyone yeah. I talked to is like, you're going to eat so well. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Asia before? I've been, I've been to Korea. I was in Korea okay. right after college and I taught English there. So I was there for a year, um, North of Seoul. And then I was in, I visited Japan briefly, Okinawa though. So like, you know, the Island, so, you know, it's like a almost Caribbean Island South way down South, which was beautiful, but I didn't get a chance to go to Tokyo or go really yeah, elsewhere in, um, in Asia. So I've never been, never been to Tokyo, never been to Taiwan. So yeah. Yeah. Experience. I mean- those are definitely on my list to go to Taiwan and, and Tokyo and to see uh, world le- uh, high level baseball is going to be fantastic. 
Yeah. But go, go, stay, sticking in the Caribbean, I noticed in one of your articles that you wrote about a year or so ago, you it may have, this may have been facetious, but you said something about you wrote something about uh, you 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 love researching or writing about some player named, named Willie Willie uh, what is it Willie Mopena? Willie Mopena. Willie Mopena. What, yeah. what the heck is that about? Who the heck is Willie Mopena? <laughs> Please enlighten us. I know it's in my bio, right? It's at the, it's at the bottom of every article. I I don't know why it's still there. I, 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 I did only one article. I didn't. I don't think I saw the okay. other one, but definitely there's one it's, article. I think it's in the bottom of every single article. I don't know. I just I he he. I, do you remember him as a player? He played. He played. Um, Not at all. I looked him up before I started talking, and he played for like six teams, and he looks like a pretty lengthy career. But I, never in my life I had heard of Willie Mo Pena. Willie Mo Pena. He's a he was um maybe the greatest power hitter to ever hit a baseball to ever step step into a batter's box in my in my opinion he uh yeah he played for a bunch of teams he never really caught on fully um struck out a lot he uh he couldn't play defense so those are two big things that went against him uh he didn't really have a position to play in the in the field uh but he if you watch some of his videos he hit some absolute just bombs uh and he he yeah he if you some of his major league home runs he played for the reds he played for the d-backs he played for the red sox big big guy um from the dr and then he played in asia he played in i think korea and japan um and he hit like he he would just hit a bunch of home runs over there i think he hit like 35 home runs a year 40 home runs one year he never hit more than like maybe 20 here in a season but he was, and the people, and the fans loved him over there, just because he was this big guy and just crushing baseballs. And we used to, we used to write about him all the time when I we had this blog at MLB.com, uh, and we used to cover him. I used to cover him as much as possible. I I used to Twitter search his name just to see what he was doing, like every day. Um, so he was like, yeah, he was a really good player. I he he, uh, I think he played in the World Baseball Classic maybe last time for DR. Uh, but he's not playing this time. I think he's like 40 years old now. So I don't think he's, he wants to do it again. Um, but yeah, you, shout, shout out to Willie Mo. Willie Mo Pena. Now that's, that's my task. Now when I'm in my inevitable, some YouTube rabbit hole that you just see one video and then three hours later, you're looking at that. I'm definitely going to put on the top of my list. Look up Willie Mo Pena <laughs> highlights. Good. Good. I'm yeah, glad. Like yeah, spread the word. <laughs> watch the world baseball classic and watch Willie Mo Pena highlights. Yes, you will. Yeah, you will be there all night, all, all overnight, looking, watching William Opeño home runs. Yeah. Earlier, I was complaining about the that I should be the scheduling manager for Major League Baseball net, for the MLB Network, and we always fantasize if we were like the president of our team, we own the team, or if we were some politician, we would do things differently. We're going to take you away from MLB.com. As sad as that going to be for the the website, but we're going to make you the new Major League Baseball commissioner. What would you do? to change the game if you wanted to? What are one or two things that you would implement as the new MLB commissioner? Oh boy. I would, um, I, I've always had some weird, stupid things uh, just because that's what my personality is and what I've written like about introducing, Like introducing the Savannah Bananas as a new Major League Baseball expansion team? They, yes, that could be one. <laughs> I mean, they they have some kind of fun ideas that I was, when I was there, I was like, this could work, this could work. Um, they have one, well, they do have one that I think I don't I think it's used there. I don't know if it's used anywhere else, but on a dropped pitch or a pass ball, 
the batter can decide to run to first, try to get to first. You know, it doesn't matter the count, whatever. Catcher drops the ball, gets by them. They can steal first and get there. Catcher can try to throw them out, whatever. Um, but um, that is like, I feel like that's a fun one and like adds a little more excitement to the game. I don't know. What do you think? That's I think that's kind of, I don't know. I've talked about it with people before and they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be commissioner, but I don't know. <laughs> That's a good start. That's a good start uh, because um, that adds in that adds in some action in between, you know, nor, like you right. said, nor, something normal. So that's that's good. Right. Baseball needs action. So I, I also a seven innings thing, just seven inning games instead of nine. Preach, preach, sir, preach. I mean, starters already only go now five innings, six innings. Then you bring in the closer. That's it. Um, that'll never happen. But. And I don't know if I really want it to happen, but I feel like it, It of course, shortens games. And yeah, it's just the way the baseball is going now is that starters aren't going eight innings, nine innings. So why just shorten it? And um, like the seven inning doubleheaders were, I thought they were fun. You're like, oh, what? it's the sixth, it's the sixth inning. There's only one more inning. Oh, wow. This is, this is wild, but fun. Um, so I don't know. That pop, that won't happen, but if I was commissioner, it, it it might happen. I I one hundred. I want to be a senior advisor in your in your administration as uh, the MLB commissioner because that seven inning thing is su- the seven inning game is super important because again, kind of like you were saying that a lot of your friends growing up they kind of uh, graduated not graduated but they just went away from baseball yeah. to go to another other sport. I don't really think it's the action thing. I think it's just there's just so much games. Like, for example, why are people willing to I know based on your Twitter account, you're a big college baseball fan. And why are people willing to give two hours to watch in college basketball? They do what you you play two games. They play two, three games a week. Max college football, NFL. You're playing one game a week. So, Hmm. of course, you're going to give your team or the big game three, three and a half hours. But in baseball, we're asking people to give us three, three and a half hours, five nights a week. It, it's just too much. Like make, I always believe in the law of scarcity. If we make the game shorter, if we make the season shorter, something has to give because we're no longer an agrarian society that we're like, Oh, we're going to go at one o'clock to see the game. You know what? I don't know. Wrigley field at one o'clock in 1912. <laughs> so I completely right. things have changed, I, but the season short, short in the season is also, you know, at least by a little bit is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think those especially are... now with with the new ba- with with even more playoff teams. I mean, we're we're basically one of these years we're going to finish in Thanksgiving, which is frankly insane. Yeah, I was watching spring training today a little bit, and it was moving. It was moving a little quicker with the pitch clock. Um, it seemed to it seemed to move, which was which was kind of cool. It was nice to see. Um, and it wasn't didn't seem to be affecting the batters or the pitchers too much. So it's a good step forward. Bases are bigger. I, I wanted pizzas yeah. as bases. That was one of my big things. Uh, I don't know if that would fly. Um, they but, would slip off with all the grease. But at the same time, it's good. That's a, you're you're already thinking like a commissioner. You're thinking about revenue because then it could be the Papa John second base steal, the Little Caesars third base steal, the exactly four different Pichelli's three different three different pizza sponsors. Yeah, as long as one of them is. Detroit style pizza, which is which is now I've only came across Detroit style pizza in the last two years. It's now my favorite style of pizza. Um, so yes, I agree. Pizza for baseballs. I mean, pizza for bases. There's a place in Brooklyn, uh, Aces Pizza, which is Detroit style, which is big now, um, and it's very good. I had it a couple nights ago, actually. 
delicious. I have to, I'll have to check it. I'm, I'm going to write this down when I go back and edit this and, and write that down. Cause I, I love pizza. It's, my, it's pizza and ice cream are my weaknesses, but I'm, I'm being better, but nevertheless, I don't want to impose uh, on the commissioner. Do you have any more wonderful ideas as the new commissioner of major league baseball? Are you, are you fine with your drop pitch seven innings? I think drop pitch is one that could do, do well. Uh, seven innings is not going to happen. Um, shortened season maybe could, um, but drop pitch is my, it's minor, but you know, baseball, you got to do minor. You got to a little step-by-step, step, you know, cause there are older fans that are, you know, just like, no, nah, nah, I can't change it. So you got to do a little, little bit at a time. So we'll work our way up to pizzas. That'll be, that'll be the I, last one. <laughs> by the end of the day, you have my application as senior advisor to your administration, because I I'm all for your changes as a, as Good. a new major league baseball commissioner. And right. speaking of speaking of food, you've traveled a lot. You've traveled in Asia and the Caribbean, all over North America, probably even Europe. But back home in New York, I love talking about like local places uh, to grab coffee, drink food. Like where's one or a few of your go to places that you're like, I really love going to this place because I get good service for, again, coffee, a drink or food. Yeah, New York's it's New York. You can get so many different things so many different places to go boroughs um i kind of i'm a homebody to like greenpoint and like the brooklyn area um i have there's some few bars i go to like near there's a neighborhood bar called the gibson bar that's near mccarran park road it's a good just hangout place you know like a bar bar like a good you know place to grab a a, a beer there's a good sports bar roebling sporting club it's a really good sports bar also right on that air in that area, Roblin, Roblin near McCarran Park. Yeah, there's I mean, there's so many bars. I could <laughs> I guess I've been to a lot of bars. Uh good good bar is a really good spot right near McCarran Park. Good, a little more fancy, but uh little it's it's uh it's a good sceny kind of bar. Food, I there's my favorite food place is and I'm it's funny because I'm going to Taiwan. It's a Taiwanese uh restaurant called Winsun. It's in kind of Williamsburg almost in Bushwick. Uh, it's a popular place. There's a bakery next door, Winston Bakery. Great Taiwanese food, uh, great cocktails, great burger at the bakery. Um, I've been going there for years. It's it's a really good spot. It just gets crowded. You got to get there early, but it's it's a good good place. Um, coffee, I like make my own coffee, but- uh, At Shea Matt's, that's where that, that's the best coffee, Shea Matt's. Yeah, yeah, my my apartment. Yeah, come to my apartment. So I'll charge you seven dollars for a cup, but um, that's New York. That's New York. What do you expect? Um, no, but no, I, I, I there's a place variety coffee that's next near me. That's that's pretty good. It's near McGorlick Park, um, in Greenpoint. It's a, it's a good spot. But there's so many good coffee spots in in the city in Brooklyn. So. Speak, speaking of Taiwanese food, one of my favorite place, one of my favorite like whole no all restaurants in New York is uh, Taiwan Pork Chop House in Chinatown. I don't know if you've no, if you wow. um, if you've been there, but uh, I really I really like that place. It's cash only, and nobody speaks English, which is awesome. <laughs> wow, I should check that out before I. Uh, well, I'm going Sunday, so I probably won't. No, yeah, you should. To, you should. Yeah, just you're going to get the real stuff there. But again, for you because you're you're talking that's about good the, to know. Though win some, yeah, win some, win some, yeah. W i n s o n n s o n. That's how I wrote it down. Yeah, it's it's really good, but I, I'll check that I'll check that place out. I love that I love that style of food, so that that uh, that'd be a place to go to. Definitely, so, uh, Matt. I I want to be respectful of your time, and I also want to thank you that 
at least for myself, when I'm going to go see a Mets game, I'm definitely going to stop by Brooklyn to maybe get a drink at, at the Gibson and then fill my <laughs> belly. Not too much, not but still with, with at Winsome because then there's amazing food at City Field. But nevertheless, right. I want to thank you for joining us this week. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. And if you want to take us away and let everyone know where they can read your work and find you on social media. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Thank you, Dorian. Uh, yeah, you can. I, I'm heading to the World Baseball Classic Sunday night. Um, I'll be there for like three weeks. I, you can find my stuff on MLB.com, you know, on the main homepage there. I usually promote all my stuff off my Twitter account, which is at Matt Monaghan, M-A-T-T-M-O-N-A-G-A-N. And for the World Baseball Classic, we're doing stuff on this site that's MLB.com slash World Baseball Classic. So there'll be a lot of stuff I'm stuff from everywhere is going to be is going to be on that site. So you can find a lot of that that material there. Um, yeah, follow along. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun tournament. So I'm very excited for it. Thank you to Matt Monaghan for joining us this week. This is the part of the show where I also thank all new listeners. Not all, but the ones I can actually see. Again, people remember, I don't know who you are. I can just see sometimes where people are listening from. So don't worry. I'm not going to sell your information to the communist Chinese government or the fascist Russian government. <laughs> thank you to new listeners from Rincón de la Victoria, Spain. I love that. I've never heard of this town. It's called Rincón de la Victoria. It means the corner of victory in Spain, Mumbai, India, and then a bunch of places now in Canada, Mississauga, London, you see, London, Ontario, Ottawa, St. Catharines, all four of those in the great land of Canada, our neighbors to the north. Also, Kobe, Japan. Japan people is going to be in the World Baseball Classic. Watch the World Baseball Classic. Do yourself a favor. Kelmsmore, Kelmsford, England, and lastly, back here in the good old red, white, and blue, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You always think of Lancaster, and he's like, oh, it, it's Amish. They run around, and they don't have electricity. They don't have Nintendo. I don't know, but somehow, some way, someone from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, listened to this podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening every single week. Let's get together next time for a brand new episode of HBP Hipster Baseball Podcast. Bye.